welcome in, welcome in, welcome once again to the newest edition of Three In, Three Out, the most unique Seahawks podcast out there. I am your host, Clinton Bonner. I am joined by the one, the only, the great, the draft day champion over there, Brandon Schultz, in his own little war room over in Montana. Brandon, how you doing, man? It, it's quite the war room, Clinton. I have the one monitor with the, that's following the draft action, and then I have the other monitor that has, you know, the, the incredibly handsome and talented Clinton Bonner. So I, I have all the screens I need. Oh, when you have those options, all you need is two screens then, right? I understand that. Like you could have, you know, you know, some of those new phones, you could fold them in half and they kind of like, it's kind of like an old school Nintendo DS dual screen. That's all you need right now. So, and that's, and I, and I, I got the same thing here, Brandon. I got, I got the big smile from you. I got, I got to crank my neck a little bit. Got to tell the listeners my, we were talking earlier, my placement of my TV to where my office setup is looking back. Not, not great, Brandon, not great. So I'm a little, I'm a little out of, out of sorts here. But I am extremely fired up because obviously we're going to be talking John Ursua for 45 minutes straight. <laughs> nothing but John Ursua truthers out there because nothing else is going on in the world, the NFL to talk about. The Seahawks will is. definitely not draft a wide receiver today or tomorrow because they have future Hall of Fame wide receiver John Ursua just waiting on the bench just for his time to shine. And, and it's here. Listen, it's 2021. It's 2021. You don't get a nickname like the Slotness Monster without being a beast out there. So 2021, the year of Ursua, and hopefully a couple of at least at least three. We'll see how many more new Seahawks we get to uh, kind of play with, right? And of course the uh, the unrestricted free agents, which you know we tend to dabble in and do quite well with as well. So of course this episode is going to be all about the draft. We we got the lot. The draft is on day two. It's on live as, as we're doing this, and we're on the locker room app, and people are flooding in, and we're excited to talk Seahawks football. And Brandon, I think we're also excited to talk about some other teams that, are, that certainly are, are important to our Seahawks. Well, the Seahawks haven't selected yet on day two. Uh, maybe by the time you're listening to this, if you're listening through the fieldgoals.com feed, then, then maybe the Seahawks have picked already, or maybe we traded back to day three altogether. Who knows? But regardless, we have stuff to talk about from day one. Now, the Rams didn't pick, but the 49ers probably had one of the biggest picks to talk about, so we can get into that, Clinton. There was other quarterback news. It wasn't just the Seahawks quarterback, Russell Wilson, just dominating the offseason. Aaron Rodgers took his spot in the spotlight uh, ahead of the draft yesterday, so this was, uh, we, we have that to talk about, and the Cardinals had a selection in the first round, too. So there's there's plenty of stuff to talk about. Plus, you know, after we have, after we throw out our comments, we're going to go to the room as well. People can raise their hand and come in and uh, lots to talk about. Yeah, there, there really is. So it's a bit of a, a bit of a potluck as we're waiting for our Seahawks. The 56 pick is approaching and we're waiting there. Brandon, is there a jumping off point, a little 21 jump street, a place you want to Triple Lindy from a springboard. Is there a selection out there? It's a draft day special. I'll give you the, the first selection. Where do you want to go? Well, I'll just start off with kind of how I'm feeling as a Seahawks fan now going into day two of the draft. I, I got to say, watching the first round without a pick and knowing that there was no way that they were going to trade up into the first round. That was probably the most relaxing draft I think I've experienced in a while. And there were people coming off the board. I hadn't really paid attention to the top 30 guys or so. So there were names coming off that I, I didn't care much about. And it was, it was a glorious thing. 
Yeah, it was it was kind of nice for me too. So myself with a couple of my buddies that I grew up with in Long Island, one of my boys that I went to UConn with, we all got together and we just did, did a little Zoom draft party. We did one last year too, because last year was like right at the beginning of kind of quarantining, right? So last year was like, oh, let's just do this together. And not that we ever got together for drafts years previous, because one dude lives in Florida, a couple guys are on Long Island, but you know, because of COVID, we're like, hey, let's Zoom. So did it last year. It was a ton of fun. Did it last night. It was it was a lot of fun. We had a what we did was uh, twenty dollars a man, and whoever got the most uh, selections right didn't have to be by the team, just in the slot. So mm-hmm. like whoever you know, let's say Slater got picked in the thirteenth. Whether or not the whether or not the charges moved in and out of that didn't matter. If you got the player to the spot, you got you know you got the point for that one. Out of so we had five dudes. Out of the five dudes. Guess how many yours truly got right out of 32? Guess. Oh, 12. Go lower. <laughs> Seven. Lower. <laughs> Four. Lower. <laughs> Two. I got three right. I got the I got the first three right. So I got the first three quarterbacks. I had, you know, I had Trey Day, you know, Trey Lancelot over there going where he went to the Niners. I never believe the Mac Jones hype going there. I'm sure we'll talk about it in a second. But after going three for three, you should have seen my chest out there, Brandon. You should have seen my, you know me, I'm a fairly confident guy. Um, and my confidence was raring to go. I, I didn't think that Pitts would go forth. I just, I just thought the Falcons would, would go offensive line. And I don't know why I just had, a, I thought it'd be kind of the first curveball. and man, that was, that was it. I didn't have Pitts. It was probably a lock that I should have done it. The other four dudes I'm with all had pits. I didn't get one more the rest of the evening. I came in dead last place. That's hilarious that you went over after getting the first three. Ron Pepper in the chat said zero. And man, if if somebody went into this draft and did not get the first two right, <laughs> it, I feel like the two, the first two were gimmies. And then, you know, where it went after that, it, who knows? But um, yeah, pits, I, I felt like was kind of a, one to be expected. Now let's let's move then to the 49ers pick because you did predict Trey Lance then. Is that something that you just you weren't buying into the Mac Jones hype and that's where you went? Or did you break some Trey Lance tape down and say, this is the guy if they're gonna go, you know, if Wilson and, and Lawrence are off the board, then this has got to be the guy for the 49ers. Well, I definitely didn't dive into the tape. What I, the only tape I dive into, you know, is, is Seahawks games. And I'll go back and rewatch the, you know, me, Brandon, I'm not, I'm not diving into tape. This is about emotion, you know, not, not about reality here. However, I just thought that the entire time in the last episode, we talked about it. The question came up that was like, Hey, who is the number one quarterback? You don't want the Niners to actually take. And we kind of went around the horn talked to some of the callers that were calling in. My number one, I did not want want them to take was Trey Lance. I think he's going to be the best quarterback out of that that second tier grouping there with with Jones and with Fields. I think Trey Lance is is just a superior athlete. We'll see we'll see how it all breaks down. Mac Jones going to the Patriots is going to be very interesting because the guy's probably going to probably going to have an amazing career and make others look foolish. But yeah, that was it, Brandon. For me, I I didn't want him going there, but my gut said he was, and and he did. But this is based purely on emotion that you think Lance is going to be the guy because a guy, this is a boomer bust type prospect that a guy who went to North Dakota State. And I, yes, I know Wentz came from there, too. So there's, quote unquote, a history. 
but that's not that much of a history. And it's not like North Dakota State's playing the big boys. He only played one game this last year. I think now that it makes a ton of sense that Jimmy Garoppolo, that they'll want to hold on to him just in case, in, in case he's not ready for the start of the season. You know what? The more the more Jimmy G time we get as Seahawks fans, I, I'm all for it because because he's he's you know I think he's just proven himself out that I, I just he's gonna be I think 15th or 20th best or you know somewhere between 15 and 25th best quarterback year in year out. This doesn't mean the dude's not a starter in the NFL. Doesn't mean he's dreadful. Um, it just means he's he's not top tier. He's he's average at best for starters. And if they want to putz around for another year with with a team that is ready to win right now, go ahead. Be you know be be my guest. Make it happen. But I, you know what? Thinking back, Brandon, I think I just I think I just fibbed. I think in the last episode I said Mac Jones is the guy I didn't want there <laughs> because he was the most like ready to play this year, right. and they were in win now mode. So I got to call myself out there and say you know liar liar you know something on fire here. I still thought they were going to go Trey Lance just just because of the. Too darn attractive with the athleticism and seeing what maybe Shanahan can finally do with a different type of quarterback. That's what that's where my heart was going. So that's why I went to Lance. Um, but Mac Jones, I do think he's, you know, I don't know, people shoot him down. He looks to me to be just like he can step in and play right away. So in, in some ways, I'm also happy the Niners did not take him because I think, I think right now, if you said who gives the Niners a better chance to win right now. I think it's probably Mac Jones uh, over Jimmy G. And then if you said the same thing, Trey Lance or Jimmy G, I think it's like a toss up and we'll see what they do. But what what do you think though, Brandon? Yeah, I think that the win now mode crowd, that I think that's why Mac Jones, that's why everybody was leaning that way. And Lance is, I think, as far away that you can get from that as being the win right now out of the three when you're talking Lance and Fields and Mac Jones. So it's interesting to me that they went that way, but. I also think we dodged a bullet, Clinton, that if the 49ers, the reports going into the draft, if Aaron Rodgers was oh. available and the 49ers could have traded the third overall pick to get Aaron Rodgers, that would have been I that would have been, I think, worst case scenario for Seahawks fans is having Aaron Rodgers quarterbacking the San Francisco 49ers. This was nightmare fuel, right? So the, so two of my buddies that I was hanging out with last night, two of them, uh, one from Yukon, one from Long Island, Johnny Parmesan, in fact, from Long Island, he, they're both Packers fans, like big time, legit Packers fans. And they, uh, they've kind of gotten to a point with Rodgers. They're, they're a little fed up. They're a little just like, you know, just a little, little taken aback that, that he's taken this angle, especially like the day, the day before. And I'm trying to talk to them and say, listen, I don't know if this is all just media bluster. Like we just went through this. We just spent, in fact, you know, almost an entire, whatever, what, two, three months of the off season here, four months with this, with this nonsense around, uh, around Russell. So I, I was trying to kind of walk them back off the edge being like, Hey guys, don't be so quick to jettison your hall of fame quarterback. Like maybe just let the, let the situation, you know, pare down a little bit and see, and see what happens. But yeah, Brandon, for me, I was like, wow. If the Niners could put together some amazing package and bring in Rodgers, you know, bring the dude back to California, right? Oh, dude, I, I was sweating. I was like, that is that is worst case scenario. That that's like that's guaranteeing that team, in my opinion, it's probably like twelve and four minimum, 
and they become the odds-on favorite right then and there to win the whole darn thing. Yeah, 12 and 4 minimum. And then you who knows what they do with the extra 17th game if that's a, a win or a loss. <laughs> that's, wh- that's why it's a minimum, Brandon. <laughs> I mean, we have to get used to this with the 17 games. But uh, yes, so with the that 49ers pick, I was glad it didn't go that way. But I also think at the, at the same time, I feel it's kind of in the Russell Wilson category in that it feels like Aaron Rodgers putting it out there to try and get a payday. I don't think he really wants to go anywhere. I just think he wants more money to stay in Green Bay. Well, uh, possibly, right? And there there are certain things like in the last 12 months, though, in his world, like obviously drafting Jordan Love is that's the big one. Taking taking a first round quarterback when then he goes and has an, has an MVP season. But then remember the way they ended end their season. What would happen? They they went for one when they should have went for like there was a whole. Oh, they, well, yeah, they I settled exactly. for a field goal rather than right, going for it, it on was. fourth down. That would have, right. you know, potentially, you know, gotten them back in it. Yeah. But they were still like within, they, they, but they didn't, they didn't put themselves within field goal range. Like they kicked the field goal to like get within four or something like that. Right. It was something. It was something just, screwy. Yeah. It was absolutely mathematically backwards, uh, you know, and, and then last night too. So the Packers get up there. There are scores of good wide receivers sitting there and the Packers, where are we at? Packers took a cornerback. Right. Right. So, and some are saying reached in to get, to get a Stokes from Georgia. Maybe so, maybe not. We'll see how that plays out. The the team did, did and does need some, uh, some cornerback help and some DB help with that though. There, there are just some amazing wide receivers that are still on the board that were right there for the taking and, and they didn't take them. So it's to me, it's like every year they don't go, go get Devontae Adams, like a true number two, some help, or go get Rodgers a true two to pair with Adams. It's just like a, it's a swing and a miss. I, I don't, I feel like they're wasting a lot of his prime years by, by not focusing on just surround, surround the guy with a little bit more talent. Yeah, get some more help on the offensive line. There's there's so many different things that they could have done. And then cornerback who, you know, maybe he didn't even test in terms of three cones. So you don't know like his change of direction type uh, times and thresholds, you know, because because as a corner that can put you either in a good position to be drafted or out. And he just said, you know what? Screw it. I'm just not even going to test. So uh, it's it's interesting that that's the dude that they went with at corner and I'm just, again, I'm happy that Aaron Rodgers is not coming to the division. Yeah. Yeah. Keep him. Who knows? And then I saw something today saying it was like angry Rodgers like, is now flaunting possible retirements, like just straight up was, might just walk away. It, it's just, it's very interesting. And I think it's also, there is a, a, some, I don't, I don't want to call it elation. That's wrong. Um, go be the Jeopardy from, host, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Go do take, that. Take go, that job. You got a job. Yeah. Take it. And you were good at it too. In fact, it, bravo, you are pretty good at that. But from a Seahawks perspective, that the limelight of a Hall of Fame quarterback potentially leaving is just no longer on us. That stink and that 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 vapor that comes off all that crap and all the all the things that it causes and the downstream consequences of having that cloud around you is no longer no longer our cloud. The old blow suck is over to the Packers. They can deal with it. We are broadcasting live via locker room. So if you're catching this after the fact, just watch fieldgoals.com. You can find out when we're going live each week so you can be here in the chat to join us. And we're doing it on draft day. So this is a little bit different because we're going to be watching some of this action coming along and and commenting on it as it happens. But we're going to get you involved. And if you want to be involved next time, you can go to lockerroom.app. 
You can look for my name, Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-A-N. You can search for me there. My account is at CHOKRA, but uh, you can follow along and get notified when we go live. And we're going to be talking to people live when we come back. Coming up next. We do have some people who are here joining us, and Johnny has got his hand up, and he wants to come in and chat. Johnny, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's Johnny Parmesan. This is him. <laughs> Brandon, this is Johnny Parmesan. He found us. The Packers fan. He found He tracked us down. I did. It wasn't as hard as I thought. Good, good. And I, so, and I would so, also like to mention uh, Clint said nothing about the name Brandon. Uh, until I just text you, check check the records. I got receipts there. But I was uh, already in the, so, I was already in the room already. Yeah, Johnny's been I, here for I, a while. Yeah, <laughs> he's found the room. Good good work. And uh, Johnny and I go way back to uh, to well uh, high school and well be up before that. In fact, uh, playing on hockey teams and, and all sorts of uh, youth youth athletics. But he's one of the dudes, Brandon, that is a gigantic Packers fan. So Johnny Palmer, are you are you called in to talk a little Packers and or, or what what is your uh, topic du jour? Uh, well, I, you know, I, I, uh, I wanted to respond a little, I just showed up just in time to hear some of your rhetoric, my, my cornerback slander. Uh, uh, well, okay. You know, see that, that, that was something I'd like to address and look I, I don't love the pick at all. I don't, I do not, but, uh, I will say this, the, uh, you know, that guy, they, there, there's good YouTube video on this guy that, you know, he's going up against Jalen Waddle. He's going up against Devonte Smith. He's going up against Jamar Chase. Going up against uh, Tony, oh, yeah. whatever he is in Florida. Yeah, Georgia plays a lot of good teams, and, and and he played well against these guys. Yeah. And you know, I'm not saying he won every battle. Certainly, that's not going to happen every time. But it could it could could be worse. That's all I could really say. I mean, like I said, I don't love the pick, but at least you know it, it, the guy is not ter- terrible. I don't think against legitimate competition. You're not going to start as a as a cornerback in Georgia and be and be terrible and like you said go it's it's the most talented conference by I don't know a, a, a wide shot um, I think most would agree about that but so so then so then Parmesan are there other things that the Packers the Packers got to go got to go do or do you have an opinion on Rodgers is this just bluster or do you really expect him to hang it up or make enough noise to get to get out of town you know I, I think I mentioned the other. Day in a text with you, I was like, you know, so, so, something is going on with the, with the Green Bay Packers quarterbacks in their mid thirties. The uh, <laughs> this is becoming very Farvian. Just the just the, just the you know the I want this. Uh, I'm just a, I'm a little over the whole thing to be quite honest. I'm not saying like get rid of the guy or anything like that, but it's like, man, like I, I know you don't have, you you just came off an MVP campaign you can obviously see what you did the the one year you did win uh, a super bowl was was when you actually had a legitimate defense and that's all they've been albeit terribly drafting for it but they've been drafting defensive players to try to like improve the team defensively now should they have drafted some i mean should they have uh, gotten some free agent defenders but previously to Darius thomas and and preston smith probably probably but you know here we are Yep, for for sure. So, Brandon, any any other questions while we have a, a Packer connoisseur on with us, a cheesehead himself? Don't feel obligated, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Johnny, thanks for coming in. I am going to bring in Aaron Fisher, who is raising his hand to come in. Aaron, welcome on. Hey guys, seeing the two quarterbacks go up the up the board right before Dallas picked, and just imagining Jerry Jones is 
reaction to that, seeing as he made it very clear he wanted Patrick Sertan, so that was an entertaining thing last night. Um, and um, just kind of want your guys' opinion, what you guys think who where we will go tonight, whether we will trade back from 56, I believe, or we will take a pick. I saw a couple of mock drafts having us pick an edge rusher, which with only three picks, I think I could see us more going O-line or corner. What do you guys think, though? Sure. Yeah. The well, the the first one, the first topic he discussed was the two corners coming off right before the Cowboys, and yes, that was that was pretty funny because it it was widely reported that the Cowboys were going to be looking at corner. They had a couple of the top ones right there, and then not only does Carolina take one, but Denver right after them. So the two top corners off the board for the Cowboys, and uh, what did they end up trading back then after that because? Their dudes were off the board, so they did. They yeah. went back two spots, so the Eagles and could they ended jump up taking ahead a really good linebacker, a guy who's going to be a, a solid middle linebacker for them too. So I think it's smart of them to go defense with that first pick. But uh, yeah, that that was it was kind of funny. I know I laughed when when I saw that happen. And I, and I do wonder if they're just sitting there at when they were at ten and just thinking, all right, the Broncos are going to take one of these last two quarterbacks. I, I just you know like, hey, Drew Locke's not the guy. Fields is going to go nine. We'll get we'll get certain as as uh, as everybody's been saying we're going to get him, and then it just doesn't happen. But but that that's that's the way the cookie crumbles. But then you know, so you had the they had the Eagles move up to ten, and then you had the. The Bears basically realize that this this is probably their shot, so they make a a big big move up and they go get Justin Fields, which is which is hey at the very least, at least the Bears like executive team could like rest easy with their season ticket holders and be like, listen, we told you we w- we were going after Russ, we were serious about that, and now we made the trade on on draft day when we didn't think this dude would fall, we got in there and we we got Fields who. Again, this is a he's a pretty damn dynamic player, so we'll we'll see. I have some questions about his accuracy and things of that nature. We'll see we'll see what happens, but I got to give got to give some kudos to the Bears for for jumping in. And then uh, as far as us with the 56, I hope we stick. That that for me, I, I hope we stay there. I want to kind of just I want to go with the most logical pick, which for me, I really think I just want one of those two top centers. If you know, if if either Creed Humphreys is there or or if Dickerson's still on the board, I'm really happy to get one of those two centers and and shore something up that is, you know, Posick's okay. But if we can improve that day one, um, I think we should go do that. Yeah, what about we you, are Brandon? doing this live as the draft picks are coming off the board. So it does turn out that Landon Dickerson is not on the board. He went to the Philadelphia Eagles at uh, the fifth pick in the second round. So. Dickerson off the board, which is kind of a bummer, but still Creed Humphrey is there. You got Quinn Minerts out of uh, Whitewater. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's still so, uh, Josh Myers out of Ohio State. He would be on the board. And I I think that, gosh, between. I'm fine with them staying put if they know that they have a guy who's going to be a starter on the team. And, you know, the Seahawks, if you look back at the history of what they've done in the second round, they found dudes who start on yeah. the team right away with the second round. And I mean, gosh, I, I could go into the history, but yeah, just look back at the Seahawks second round picks. And it's like, Oh yeah, that dude played that dude played that dude played. And it's, and so I kind of, I kind of want him to stay put if that guy is there. 
And Aaron mentioned defensive end. And yeah, while it doesn't seem like the biggest need at the same time, if there's a, a dude who's there, I, I'm, I'm uh, the, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Deo, uh, the, the pass rusher out of Vanderbilt. You know, if that's a guy that they see as mm-hmm. a potential starter and, you know, he can come in, then, yeah, that's fine, too. I, I want them to find a guy who they see as a starter because if they trade back and then they end up picking two or three guys that don't make the team or who are borderline play that, you know, yeah, they're they're on the team, but they don't start. They play special teams. Then, no, I I want the guy who can start and and be a successful player for four years. Is Aaron, is you still with us? Do you, do you have a, a particular take you'd, you'd want uh, the Seahawks to go with? Um, I mean, I, I like a couple of those offensive linemen, like the centers you guys were just mentioning. I really like them. Um, as I actually posted in my video on Facebook the other day, I have actually somewhat like Tutu Atwell later in the draft, like as, a, as our slot guy. But, I, you know, whoever we pick is going to be, you know, a favorite player because he's a Seahawk as far as I'm concerned. This is true. I mean, thinking back to last year, we were, we were kind of live. So Brandon... Brandon, you, me, and Adam, and we had we had members of the flock coming in, and I remember you know when the, when the pick came in for Jordan Brooks, and we're Ooh. like, who, <laughs> you know, like you know, just because hey, we're not all Rob Statens out here, right? Really diving into all these different players, but then as as the tape was starting to roll on Brooks last year, I'm like, this guy's speedy. This guy goes horizontally like extremely well, and he showed out last year, right? So. So I'm with you on that one too, Aaron. It's like, hey, whoever we pick, it's going to be cool to dive into their tape and dive into what they what they are. I would say one last thing is if if one of the centers is not there, I've been itching to really really spend a high pick on on wide receiver, and it's it's also like we have pretty good track record with those second round wide receivers. The, the wide receivers at that level are still quite talented. Um, so there's there are a couple on the board that that are sitting right there still that, you know, maybe they'll be sitting there when we get to 56. We'll see that I think are that clearly we're top 10 in this draft, like top five, potentially uh talent for, from that, from that group. And we'll see, but that, that to me is another area like glaring day one need that man, if we could pick up, pick up, I want that slot receiver. I want that quick twitch guy so badly in this offense. I want that kind of player so badly. Um, that that's the other place that if, if the other center is gone or if Quinn Miners is also off the board at that point, I, I'm okay with staying at 56 and taking, taking a, a, a day, a potential day one starter in a big, big way versus going to get well, more with picks. the way that this round is playing out so far. I've seen a lot of defensive tackles come off the board. A lot of safeties come off the board. Now there's been some tackles, Tevin Jenkins of Oklahoma state. He, he was taken by the Bears. You had uh, Liam Eichenberg taken by the Miami Dolphins. So we are seeing some offensive linemen as well. I mentioned Dickerson. But with some of these other positions like defensive tackle and safety, yeah, those are positions that I'm not as concerned about. So I'm wondering if some of these guys can fall down to the Seahawks. Maybe it allows them to go ahead then and trade back and, and get another dude, whether it's in the fourth round or so. It'd be nice to have a couple other picks. But uh, yeah, I, I like the way that the round's playing out so far, and yeah, we'll just have to see how these next few picks uh, uh, from Dallas down <clears throat> down until you know we ultimately pick. I, I'm curious as as quickly as players are coming off the board, we might get to hear the Seahawks pick. Oh, maybe not. But <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm I'm okay to stick. I don't I know I don't know the rules of the the locker room hey. app as as they want us to do it. But but hey, if we if there's a day to bend the rules, it's, it's it live today. when, when right. there's draft yeah. day. Well, so. uh, we're not bending the rules then by bringing in Jalen Engel back to the show. Jalen, nice. welcome on. What's up, guys? Where where are you this uh, week? Are you you feel like every week you're in a different spot? Yeah, no, I'm back at home. I'm back okay. at home. I'm back in Minneapolis. So yeah, I'm taking it easy for a little bit, but uh. No, I'm not, I'm curious on what you guys think about that Tevin Jenkins slide. I, I, I honestly thought that he was a first-round talent, and then he was going to end up sliding all the way to 56, mm. and I was going to cry myself to sleep in happiness. <laughs> Yeah, so I, we were talking about you know our, our mock our picks last night and how I got a, a whopping three correct. And don't know if you heard that number, Jalen, but you know don't act like you're not impressed. But I had te- <laughs> I had Tevin Jenkins like like the rest of the world going way earlier. I think I had him in like the the, the low twenties yesterday, uh, mocked to some team. So seems like a lot of value. But also uh, uh, Trevor Morig that just went as well, the safety from T- TCU just went to the Raiders. He was very much projected to be a first round guy too. But I think this goes to what part of it is like what Brandon was saying. So many skill positions went went yesterday, and now today we're seeing kind of the inverse of that with a lot of uh, a lot of defense and then some on the offensive line. So I think the Bears are doing a great job. I, I got to give them credit. I think Jenkins. I you know I, I can't sit here and profess to know uh, college football all that well, but I I look at look at where people are mocking folks and and the values. If they move up and get fields and they could go find a, a, a you know a tackle of the future to go go protect fields, that sounds like a pretty good combination to me. So for a franchise that's typically on the you know on the uh, the wrong side of the whipping post, I'll give uh, the Chicago Bears a, a little bit of kudos and say so far, pretty massive They've had job. drafts like that though, and I wonder it it almost it would worry me as uh, as a Bears fan just based off of what they've done historically uh, while they look really nice. If if they end up being the wrong moves just because things have worked out so poorly historically, maybe I'm just having flashbacks. You know, it, it's my my Seahawks fandom from the 90s that uh, is relating to Bears fans. Yeah, we, if we, we know that pain, right? We know that pain. If you guys are Allen Robinson, are you stake? Are you going to stick around after this franchise tag sign like a three year deal or whatever? Because now they're getting you someone to throw accurate passes down the field, or are you still looking to get out? Yeah, I think that that's a I mean, that's a good yeah. question. Because would he actually then go ahead? Because he still has time to sign a long term deal. This might be a good play for them to actually be able to get him under contract now. Or if you're Allen Robinson, do you say, "Well, let let me wait it out and see what we do after a year before I really want to commit long term to this team." Yeah, I would say, you know, to put it in percentages, I'd say the percentage chances of, of him sticking around like long term um, went up a lot, you know, went up quite a bit. Uh, it, it's going to bring a lot of excitement. And Chicago is, you know, I'm a New Yorker, right? So I'm always going to I'm always going to look down at Chicago and be like, oh, it's cute. You know, it's a nice little city. But it but it is a but it's a huge city. They have a tremendous sports fans and tremendous, tremendous history there. So. You know, if you're a bear and you get to play, um, you get to play in the iconic stadium with with those awesome, you know, I can't even call them throwback jerseys, just the forever Chicago Bears jerseys, you know, in the in the shadow of Ditka. If you get to do that for life, um, and, and then kind of get into the get into the later years of your career and and have a great chance at something, I personally would look at that and stick around because that's how you can get to like legendary status 
if the team is going to get there. Now, obviously, there's a whole lot of if if and buts there. We don't know. But looking at percentages, I'd say, man, his percentages of sticking around long term definitely went up in the last like 24 hours. And the Jacksonville Jaguars with the 13th pick in the second round take Walker Little out of Stanford. And that's a guy who was on my radar as maybe somebody who could yeah. fall. And it's a name that interested me just because, you know, a guy who's projected to be top 15. And then if, you know, because of the situation with COVID and with his injuries and not playing, if if he were to fall, would this be I, I don't mind the idea of taking a tackle in this draft if it if it just happens to fall to you just based on the situation with Dwayne Brown and you know you don't have Shell under contract past this year. If there's a guy who you see as a future starting tackle, then and he's available at the end of the second round and you're not going to have a first round pick next year. Yeah, this this might be the year to take a chance on it. I think it has to be this year. It, it could it could be that that could be the pick. And it's it's a it, it again, depending on who's left there. And like you said, Walker Little was one that we thought could slide. And, he, you know, you said he's just off the board to the Jags. So good luck. Jags are. Jags are doing some interesting things too. So it'd be fun to see that franchise hopefully bounce back. We get to play him this year. So that'll be exciting. Um, and with that too, you know, if you take a tackle and then you're like, you know what? Hey, we don't really need you to play tackle this year, but you want the dude to play either. Then, then maybe, maybe you slide him inside to guard. And then there's other ways we could solve that center position. I'm not advocating for it, but in the one game we did see it, we were able to take Lewis, move him to center and he played damn well. So the nice part about where we're set up right now is that we actually have pretty good flexibility across the line, even though, you know, we got some age, of course, there, um, but we have some players who can move in and out. So if we find that tackle falls to us, maybe not a bad play, man, because I, I really have no issue with with a tackle sliding inside for a year because a tackle could definitely play guard, in my opinion. Uh, and we have flexibility. So I'm into that. So there's this is kind of fun, man. It's 810. I'm on the East Coast. We're not that many picks away, and, and we still have a pick we haven't traded out yet. So let's let's see what happens. Brandon, this is like the Seinfeld episode where the, the cars on empty, but they just want to see how far they could take it. So I'll be in. Just well, keep, yeah, let's just, just keep, let's keep going to see how far we could take it. Uh, you know, we could have more people come into the room, and we can watch these players come off the board. I, I am concerned, though. It's It's getting down to the edge for me in terms of tackles that are left on the board that I would be okay with the Seahawks taken. And, and it's, it's Dante Smith out of East Carolina and mm-hmm. uh, Spencer Brown out of Northern Iowa. And that's the, the guy that, I, you know, Tony Pauline mentioned as a guy for the Seahawks when I talked to him. And beyond that, I, I, I feel like then they might be reaching. Although I think the Texas tackle is still on the board, which that one's a little bit surprising. So is that a, wait, which one's that? Not that Texas A&M is hit. Uh, no. Who is the Texas uh, guy you're Cam, talking it's about? It's Cam, right? Um, gosh. I can pull it up. Hang, hang with us, chat That's room. Okay. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's always, is, it's always good when... Uh, oh, Stone Forth, Forsyth is out there. Sam Cosme. That's the guy I was thinking of. Okay. Dylan yeah, Raddins that's is right. out I, there, I too, the which, I, again, it's the North Dakota thing. I, I'm... Oh, that's his guy, right? That's the guy that's been, Trey been Lance, protecting right. uh, Trey for the last... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, he did at least show hey, up at but, the but Senior it, Bowl, I think, and and had a good performance there. So that that at least takes away a little bit of concern for me. But yeah, he's he's right in there too. So 
yeah, maybe there are still a few guys. Brady Christensen, another one of those guys, the BYU tackle. Now, some people think that he's guard based on his arm length. When I talked to EJ Snyder, I think he still liked him as an outside tackle guy. So there's, yeah, there, there still are quite a few guys. I, I From the list I was looking at, it, it was starting to look a little bit short, but I, I didn't even realize Sam Cosme is still on the board. There you go. Good. We, we got we got some more got some more but options do, in the. Uh, yeah, I do the think that this stretch here, it uh, we could start to see some guys go, and that that would be my. Concern. Oh yeah. Especially with the Steelers picking ahead of the Seahawks, you have uh, the I, I don't know how the Carolina Panthers are at tackle right now. Uh, the Giants, I feel like they can always use offensive lines. So um, I think the 49ers, they're pretty much set at tackle. So yeah. Maybe that maybe one of these guys can fall to the Seahawks here. It, 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 we the the time will tell here, which is which is super cool. So I love it. Uh, any any more folks want to want to come on in, or or is it just Nobody just the two of us with their okay hands up is, right yeah. now? But I did. Oh, we got Dustin who wants to come in. Yeah, nice. Dustin, welcome back Excellent. on. Hey, uh, uh, I just wanted to say real quick because uh, you were asking uh, Deontay Brown, no matter what. And that's all I have to say. Oh. That's right. Wide receiver still on the board. D. Eskridge still on the board. Rondale Moore is still out there, Dustin. So I, I feel right, right. I feel like there's still some options here at wide receiver too. Yeah. Listen, I, the, the UNC team seems to have a ton or did ton of ton of playmakers, right? So that was a pretty pretty fun team there, man. So if, if uh, and, and is it Diami? Is, yeah. that, is that how it's pronounced, Diami Brown? Yeah. So hey, D- Dustin, if Dustin, if Diami's your guy, I could get behind your guy. I would I would celebrate that pick. Now specifically, what do you like about uh, uh, Diami's game? Uh, how I love that he's a fast deep threat. I think that even though he only ran two routes, I think that he is going to be a great route runner if he was asked to run more. Uh, because once he gets the ball in his hand, the dude makes ridiculous cuts. So he does everything you would expect someone to do in like a route running to like a high degree. So like, why can't he do it before the catch? I don't know. I don't see any reason. He tracks the ball well, and I feel like he sucks it in real well. I think that he's just really good at tracking. Like there were two examples of touchdowns where he's like looking over his right shoulder, but then the, the, the quarterback just throws it like a mile to his left. And he just like finds it. <laughs> <laughs> like even though it was like in his blind spot when he turned to mm. look for it, oh, I love. Which that. is that's that's one of the hardest things to do, right? As I age, I'm you know I'm coaching little league, and if I like toss myself a pop up and I have to like do a 180, I don't know. This is a 30 percent chance it's hitting <laughs> and, the ground at this point in my too. in my career. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's like an eighty percent chance of hitting the ground because like I'll I have, if I have to dive I'll dive, but my trackability isn't isn't what once what it was, but but that's a tough thing, man. So it's kind of cool to see him in an environment where he doesn't exactly have the uh, the ball thrower, you know, uh, dropping dimes uh, to him. But if if Diami were to come up to the Pacific Northwest, oh, I don't know, guys. He's got he's got one heck of a uh, one heck of a ball thrower with 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 the arm talent, as they say, to drop some dimes in the basket. So Dustin, you're getting me all all excited over here about Diami. I appreciate you you doing that for me. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm stoked. I appreciate uh, you rooting for him too. Let's go. Hey, now, how disappointed right, are you <laughs> though, go. Dustin, that your Uh-oh. that your quarterback that you had picked for the 49ers <laughs> did not go to the 49ers? Man, I'm so sad. The thing is, like, I I feel conflicted because Trey Lance didn't deserve to have Mac Jones drafted above him, but <laughs> but at the same time, I want the the Niners to suck. Right. So life is. 
I have to root against Trey. Like, Absolutely. Sucks because I didn't want to do that. Yeah, but yeah, but you're right. You have to. That's that's the way. Yeah. That's the way it crumbles. But it's uh. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be quite interesting. And we got the I think the I think the schedule reveal all seventeen games. Brandon is like May eleventh or May twenty first. I think there's a one. Yeah. I think a one's involved. So that's that's coming right that's coming right up as well, which is gonna be very. Yeah, Jim dropped into yeah. the chat so, and then he he dropped out of the room altogether. But I still want to address his question because it is nice, uh, it. it's one that it's a thing that I wanted to talk about. And he said, "Do you guys want the center from Wisconsin Whitewater, which is Quinn Minerts and?" I, he's a guy that right. I, I love his personality, but again, I, and I think he, he could be a good pro. I just don't know if the Seahawks are willing to take the risk, especially if they decide to stay put with the 56 overall pick with a guy like that, that, okay, he shows up at the senior bowl, performs well, but can you count on a guy that played against the lower competition to, end up being an outstanding NFL player. And if you had more picks, then maybe you take that risk. But man, I, I feel like you have to be sure. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's very difficult, if not impossible to be sure with his book on tape, right? Just because of what you just laid out there, the competition he's been playing. Now I will say his Rocky four esque training montages that are out there yes. with him and, you know, in the wilderness, you know, that that's a bonus that, that tells me, all right, this guy could flip the switch. You know, this guy, this guy's got it. He's out in the wilderness, you know, just choking down Jaguars with his bare hands and stuff like that. I think that happened at least, but so that, that was a, that was a fun plus. And I've seen him a couple of times on NFL network and he, he seems likable. Um, however, uh, you know, I don't, I don't specifically need my offensive lineman to be my best friend. I, I want that nasty streak as well, which I think he has when he's on the field, from what I understand. Yeah, if but you uh, if you have if Minors is on the board, but also Creed Humphrey or Josh Myers is on the board, man, I, right, I think right. it would be really tough and a huge risk to take Minors over those other two guys. I mean, the thing for me, Brandon, is if Creed Humphrey is there, yeah. take him. Like, didn't give up a sack that, in college, like I, played for a big time uh, school in did, Oklahoma. The Seahawks never take Sooners. <laughs> So finally, get, I, I mean, make it happen. all these things. <laughs> yeah, all all these things are there, and uh, and by the way, talking about we were talking corners just before, and Asante Samuel Jr. just went off to the to the Chargers. Man, that I know he's got some whatever, just maybe maybe some different size issues, things they talked about. I don't know. Asante Samuel Jr. looks looks like a baller to me, and obviously has the pedigree. So that would have been an interesting player if if he had slipped, but he's off the board now. And now we do have the uh, the 49ers pick that yeah, is Yeah, we do have in. a run here of so NFC we'll get, West teams we'll with the 49ers. That. The Cardinals go right after them. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams trade a pick, especially with their need at center, if they're looking to trade up ahead of the Seahawks to make sure that they get the center that they want. Yeah, I mean, they're right behind us, literally one step behind. So that's Something that the uh, you know the Seahawks got to look over there, the right hand shoulder there, and keep the inside rail and not let them leapfrog. But hard telling, not knowing. We'll see. Well, I guess we'll see what happens here. But it's uh it's interesting. This is this is gonna be fun. I'm actually, I, I feel, I don't know, more nervous about this pick. I, and I think it's probably because of our scarcity of picks. You know, it's like we need to get. We have a pretty damn good team right now, right? Even if, even if this pick never plays a, a down for Seattle ever, which by the way, has happened for us from, from time to time, unfortunately. Um, 
we still have a very good team. And the O-line is in, a, in a, is in a pretty good shape. And the wide receiving core has one of the best duos in all the game. And, and then there's some issues. Cornerback to me is still way thin. Cornerback right. is so, to me, is so scary. And there's right a lot now. of guys so, still there that um, fit what the Seahawks are looking yeah. for. But uh, yeah, we'll see. The, the Niners are a team that could take a corner here. The Cardinals, I know they need corners. A lot of Cardinals fans upset about them going linebacker in the first round when they were you know, in need of corners. Right. They're probably just kicking themselves now that they saw Samuel come off the board. But Aaron Fisher coming back in from the chat. Aaron, welcome back. Nice. So mostly I wanted to comment on what you had to say about the NFC West team. So, yeah, that surprised me last night when Arizona took a, a linebacker, especially after picking Simmons last year. I was like, wait, what are they doing? Um, but then on the Rams trading up possibility, could just complete what I said to my best friend who's the Rams fan that, yeah, the, the Rams will have a first-round pick sometime around 2040. Because that's pretty much what they're, they've been doing is, oh, hey, we need that guy. Let's just trade our first-round picks for the next five years, a way to get him. So, um, and then I really like um, the one, the guy who the Chargers just took, Alessante Samuel or whatever his name is, like, I was really liking him a lot and was slightly hoping he might fall to us, but knew it was unlikely. Yeah, he looked, you know, he was mocked to go in the first round or, or like early second round. And, uh, and again, he's got, you know, his, his dad, his dad was a, a really, really good, really good player for a long time. Not to say that that's a, a any guarantee of, of his future success, but, uh, but clearly, you know, Florida state, now, now picked 47th overall. Let's, let's look at this guy's little career so far, right? So Asante Samuel Jr. grows up the son of a, um, you know, of, of, a, of, a, of a big, pretty big NFL star. That's awesome. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure he played uh, high school ball at a high level. I'm sure of that. He goes to Florida State, shines there, and now he gets to go to LA. So I got to tell you, Asante Samuel Jr., good on you. You got, you got a pretty good charm life going right here so far. And he didn't have to go to the stupid L.A. Rams either. You got to go to the Los Angeles Chargers, which is a much better franchise, which, by the way, within the next three to five years, has a very good shot of moving back to San Diego, which is a much, much better city than L.A. Because L.A., yeah. Well, as I said, the San Francisco 49ers pretty much set at tackle, but not at guard because they went and picked Aaron Banks from Notre Dame. And uh, this is the guy that took over for Quentin Nelson. And, uh, you know, guy projected in about this range. So I think the 49ers making a good pick here to go offensive line, to find more guys to to protect Trey Lance. A good pick for the 49ers. I, I'm not, um, you know, the, with offensive linemen, I, I don't, uh, it, it's not a skill position, so I don't get too upset, but I feel like they're pretty well set at skill positions. I, I To me, it was whether or not they could go offensive line or go, secondary with this pick and and they go with the guard yep you know a little, little more protection there it never hurts and i don't know about you man there's something there's something um i don't know i, I don't want to call it magical because that that's being uh, a little too flamboyant but I, notre dame offensive linemen they i don't know i tend to like them i i i don't even know why but uh there's just something something about the the golden dome and th- those guys making it there and and just kind of knowing how to play, uh, being being quite smart players, uh, and and sometimes they might not be the biggest dudes out there, but but positioning and coaching and just 
you know, uh, just, just smarts in general to, to, to go be a, a student athlete at Notre Dame actually still means something, you know, there, that you, you have got to uphold, uh, quite a bit of your, your end of the bargain to to go out there and, and play football for Notre Dame. So I think they're getting an intelligent football player. And, hey, hey, uh, hey, hang on here, pro- Clinton. Probably, probably, I, I thought I went what, what, about as far as I needed to about praising this pick. And then you're like taking it one <laughs> step further. I, I, I have to cut you off here. Well, it's, it's more... It's more praise for Notre Dame. No, more praise for them keeping that together. Oh man, do you see what Ron the, the Cardinals Moore just took? to the Cardinals? Uh, okay, well that's one. He's gone. He gone. Right. So more is uh, that. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. That it's going to be uh, no fun having to cover that guy. But all right, yeah, the Cardinals well, just got it better. Just goes to show how not happy they are with. Uh, oh, who, who's the name of the dude? See, we haven't even hardly played against him. But the guy who came off the board for the Cardinals ahead of the ahead of DK Metcalf a couple of years back. Oh, 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 oh. Um, uh, the guy yeah. from UMass, uh, the, the, the this little scat guy, the guy from UMass. He's going to take yes, his job yes, yes. I'll right pull away. His name in a second. Oh. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So let me let me just let me let, let Andy Isabella, Isabella. Andy Isabella. Go. Yeah, that he was. <laughs> One of the uh, one of the many who went before DK Metcalf. When when you look back in the rearview mirror on that one, all you could say is "oofy toofy" to that one. That's a that's a that's a bad job. But Brandon, we have hit Hawaii five zero, so we're now into the fifties, and we're we're approaching we're approaching the bottom of the hour. Are you making a call here? Are we going to stick and just just you know pedal to the metal? And yeah, let's st- let's stick just with keep it? this rolling. Why we got people here who are hanging out? Shoot, I might even just invite. EJ Snyder into the chat once the pick has happened and we just keep this going live. Uh, listen, EJ, EJ knows a lot about these players and it's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure listening to, uh, you know, you having him on the last couple of, uh, last couple of times leading up to this, because that's how I learn. Clearly I'm not on that level. I don't watch a lot of college football. However, um, really do pick up a lot from that dude. He, he knows his stuff. So it'd be, it'd be an absolute. Well, and I was really mom. happy for EJ so got- too, because he is a huge Justin Fields fan and he's been pounding the table nice. about going to the Seahawks bears game in Seattle next year. And, and I have to say, I wasn't so excited about going to watch, you know, I, I make it out to Seattle for a few games and I want to go see a good game and going to watch Andy Dalton to me just wasn't all that exciting, but I thought, you know, hey, you know, I've, I've gotten to know EJ and Brett from bootleg football. It'd be kind of fun to hang out with those guys and go to a football game. And now now that they've taken Justin Fields, this this is a game that I actually would like to go out to Seattle for. Yeah, that's going to be that that could be an absolute fun one. I mean, it's going to it's going to be fun. Um, it's it, so at this point right now, like looking at it this way, right, we are we are playing Lance you know, possibly twice, depending on, depending on if he's right. him or Jimmy G, but we're playing Lance, we're playing Lawrence. Don't we play the Jets? Don't we have a game against the Jets too? Or am I, I, am I, don't, I, uh, I don't think we play the, the Jets, but we definitely play Lawrence. And so yes, fields with the bears and then, and, and two times with Lance. Very, very cool. Well, that's always fun. At least that, that, that's Evan in the chat stuff. says, which then, NFC West yeah. team are y'all most intimidated by? good question um i think hmm. right now it has to be the rams because they have an established quarterback they have a defense i think that the the intimidation factor with the 49ers yes they have a 
talented team, but Jimmy G doesn't scare you. And you don't know enough about Lance. And like I said, I, I'm not even convinced that he's a guy who is going to start right away for the team. So for me, it has to be the Rams. And don't I'm forget the Niners. Who can tell us everything about the Rams? Yes, we have. Well, I think. Oh, I, I, I cut no, Dustin Aaron out there. What said, was the. Uh, uh, don't forget that we have Waldron oh, now Aaron, who can, can let us know about the Rams. Oh, that's true. They don't call him Shane the main brain for nothing there. So that that's a that's a good a good point, and uh, yeah, I, I think if I think it's the 49ers for me right now, and uh, no no real good reason, just just the just the the year off from um, from all those injuries and and and, and uh, them coming back, you know, they here's here's a question, here's a good question: Who do you think's a better head coach? Do you think it's uh, Shanahan or McVay? Just one to one, you you got you had to choose a successor yeah, for for Carroll. Which one do you want? Yeah, me too. Me too. What about it? What about you, Aaron? Um, Shanahan or, or McVay? Oh, definitely McVay. I I definitely have a lot more respect for him than than Shanahan. I think it is close. Okay. I, I is don't know if particular? it's uh, an easy pick. I I think it's a a good question. Ron says he just fears the Seahawks beating themselves. <laughs> well, we do that for three quarters a game every game anyway. So so that's uh. Did you guys see that great little right. meme that was like, um, you know, it was it just, it was just a Seahawk, you know, logo. And then it was like, uh, you know, the beginning was like, I'm so excited to watch my team. And then the vast majority of the line was like, I'm yeah. going to kill myself. And then the very end said, Oh, Oh good. We won. That's how every game goes. <laughs> uh, I was like, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm Shanahan there. I think, I think, um, I think Shanahan runs the ball more often, more effectively. Um, and I think they're both just as dynamic when it comes to getting, getting different players in motion and doing, doing the types of things they do. And if I have to look at like use of tight end now, you could just say, well, they, they have the better tight end. So therefore, but I don't know, maybe so, maybe not. I just, I just think the, I think the Niners have, for me, it's like the Niners are less about like one or two things you could figure out and shut down um, than the Rams are. And, and I think there was no greater sighting of that than what the Patriots did to the Rams in the Super Bowl. The, uh, the inverse of that, if Jimmy G could throw a deep pass, they, they smoke the, the Kansas City Chiefs and win that game. So it's, you know, or, or just be, be a little bit better throughout the entire game. They're the champions and, and Kansas City would have lost back to back two years in a row. So um, I, I, think, I think I'm on the Shanahan, uh, Shanahan bandwagon for that one. Well, as we're waiting for the Seahawks pick to come in, I, I do have a comment on field goals that I wanted to make sure that we addressed. And the Bears, yeah, the, the Bears Seahawks discussion over the last couple months, the idea that they, they were all in for Russ and then they signed Andy Dalton and the Bears fans were like, well, maybe we're, we're signing Andy Dalton so we can include him with the trade package for Russell Wilson, which was never happening. And now I see mm-hmm. that it still hasn't ended because CCM on field goals says Fields slash Hicks slash Dalton and probably Raquan Smith for Wilson. The Wilson offseason story isn't over yet. And I don't know if CCM is saying this tongue in cheek or not. I, I hope it's tongue in cheek, but I, I will just say that let's say that Fields was a guy that Pete and John liked enough 
If they like Justin Fields enough, then the trade happens at that moment. So then the Seahawks are on the clock. Wilson is part of the trade package. The Seahawks make the pick for Fields. And and then that way, that, that's kind of the mechanism for how that happens. It's not after the fact to where the, the Bears are thinking, oh, let's take Fields in case the Seahawks would be still willing to trade Russell Wilson as part of some kind of package. And, and to me, it's reminiscent of, um, you know, yesterday when it was like, oh, the, the Niners are going to trade out. This is going to happen. They're going to take Rodgers. But then, you know, it's like it just didn't it didn't didn't manifest. So that's so we're sitting there like, you know, holding the bottle, if you will, like, all right, well, is, is any of this actually going to happen? I, I I think CCM, I think that was that was uh, the, the, the old hockey stick name uh, gentleman in field goals there. Um I think he's saying it facetiously. I think, <laughs> I think he's just coming at it saying, you know, it, the, the, you know don't dream it's over. Um, but, but the nice part is it is over. It is over. Like literally, literally, this is now the Packers problem. So it's, um, which is totally, totally okay by me. No hate for the Packers. However, uh, just, just pure love that, that we don't have to have that stupid cloud over us any longer. And Brandon, we're getting pretty close. So you know, we've had uh, you, your Cosme went, and then the linebacker from Notre Dame just went to the Browns. We are dangerously close to our pick, and there are still some dudes on the board that we've been talking about, and you've been talking about with guys like EJ and others like Rob Staten now going on weeks and weeks and, and months. So, you know, as we're narrowing in, are, are you starting to starting to gravitate towards one particular pick here? Who's 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 the guy you want at this point? Still, still the sooner. Well, I mentioned this earlier on. Now the way things are shaping out and just the number of guys that I'm seeing are still available, this is kind of having me leaning toward Butterfinger on field goal says I doubt they will pick in the second round. And I don't I don't know if I'd be willing to suggest that they trade entirely out of the second round. But, um, you know, one of the responses to Chuck Turtleman says most shallow draft ever. I think they'll hold on to their first pick this time. Of course, it's the Seahawks, so predicting their drafts is pretty much impossible. But based on how it's shaping out, if they're able to trade back, I think the Vikings have amassed just a huge number of picks. Yeah. Did they? Yep. Did they yeah, they did. Yeah, and they have not yet traded up into the second round, which is a little bit surprising to me. And they got two-thirds last night when they swapped with the Jets, when the Jets hopped to 14. Is that correct? They went back to 23 and right. got two-thirds, is my recollection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's interesting. That's if if there's if there's someone there they're, they're eyeing, and we could we could gobble up two thirds and maybe something else, and have them hop back in. It's interesting. I I'm not sure if it was uh, Brian Nemhauser or might have been um, uh, uh, the gentleman. Joe to, to, no, not, it, it might have been Joe Fan also, but somebody earlier this week um, put out just it was a tweet just kind of showcasing Seattle's. Uh, I don't call it luck. Seattle's um, effectiveness with uh, second round picks versus like third and fourth, fourth rounders, and was making a strong, logical argument that we should stick. Just saying, hey, just, just by the numbers, it was kind of like a six out of 10 became something versus like a three out of 10 when, when we, you know, with uh, the, the heavier volume in the third and fourth. It was just an interesting look to uh, look at the, at the recent past and a, just a good logical argument that, nope, we should stick here and make this pick. So, um, the closer and closer we get to it, of course, the, the more and more and more, you know, I, I want the shiny new toy. I want something here. Right. So we're in the store brand. They were like, you know, like you're at the counter, you know, you already, you already got everything. You got, you got, you got all your bags of groceries. You got everything you need for, for the weeks and, and the months ahead. 
but you get to the counter and you see that delicious looking whatchamacallit bar staring you down. And there's a reason they put it right next to the conveyor belt. How do you not pick up the whatchamacallit bar and put it on the belt and hear the beep? And <laughs> before you even get to your car and buckle your seatbelt, you're a third of the way enjoying that delicious whatchamacallit bar, Brandon. Like, we are on the cusp. What I'm trying to say, Brandon, is we're on the cusp of eating a whatchamacallit bar. <laughs> and I want one. That's the best. You know, that's that's what this feels right, like, man. So we're, we're dangerously close. Yeah. Tennessee Titans take Dylan Raddins from North Dakota State off the board. So I think that brings up Ron in the chat says, I thought this was a very deep draft and it's deep in positions like offensive tackle. And I think uh, corner for the Seahawks, especially their type uh, wide receiver, another area where it's deep. So it's deep in spots, Ron. I But I think it's shallow in terms of like the really high-level talent. And so the big concern is that at 56, if you're trading back, are you trading back to accumulate picks of, of guys who have potential versus guys that if, if you stay in 56, are you going to find a guy who is NFL ready right away? And I, I think that that's where you're you're on the cusp of that shelf kind of where the Seahawks are. And so that's that's the big concern there. Amy in the chat says Melifonwu, which is another cornerback who has been mocked to the Seahawks and a guy who's still on the board. I, I don't know if he would be. I Man, there's so many corners that I think that corner in the second would surprise me just based mm. one off the history of the Seahawks, not really right. going corner until, you know, Shaquille Griffin was the top corner taken out of the Pete Carroll era, and he was a third-round corner. So I don't know if they go this early, but I do think that corner has the ability to have the biggest impact on the team right away. So again, I, I'm kind of conflicted, but with, with center still on the board here and just the Colts and the Steelers now picking ahead of the Seahawks, maybe, maybe, gosh, unless the Rams are going to swap with the Steelers, there's no spot for them to, to leapfrog. Seattle now. Yeah, for the, for the, for that center spot, right? So that's the one that's staring me down the face as we're getting as we're we're basically in the hole in 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 the in the baseball terminology where we're we're on double deck and uh yeah man, Creed Humphrey's sitting there. You get you get your big boy from Oklahoma who's who's played, you know, in that kind of system day 1. I just think it's like one of those things it's like okay, immediately we are a better team. But there's also, you know, we still got two of those two of those top um, remaining wide receivers that are that are that are high on people's boards, Diami uh, and D, right? So we got the, the the two Ds there, Eskridge and and Brown. So I don't know, man. I, I think I'd be happy with any of those. This is kind of like a fantasy draft where you're like, all right, I got three dudes I'd be happy with, and there's only two picks left. Let's just see how this how this falls. I guess we'll see, you know, who's who's sitting there for us. But I, I'm I'm so into the idea of grabbing a center at this point. I think it's I think it's. <laughs> I'm sold on it. Let's put it that way. Well, and Ryan in the chat, I, I think he is the most it has the most realistic look at this right now. Says, "Are you ready to Google the unknown player that we're about to draft so you can tell us how good he is?" <laughs> that's that is what is going to happen, right? So <laughs> that's uh, that's exactly right. But but lessons learned from years past, and even the recency bias of last year, will be like whoever they end up calling. I'll be like, okay. All right, you know, uh, and if they trade back, then I'll just I'll slowly sit my high life and then just have to grin and bear, it, and that'll be okay. But I, but I, Brandon, I really wanted to, to use this pick this year because there's 
there are dudes right here that I think make us a better team in an instant. And, and that's that, I, I don't know, like a couple of days ago, I wasn't, I wasn't assured in my brain that that was going to be the case, but just seeing who's on the board, that's how I'm feeling right now. Yeah, as you're talking about you know, me being ready to Google and then defend the Seahawks pick as the greatest <laughs> pick ever, uh, it had me thinking about what 49ers fans are doing right now because I, I feel like some of them, they had themselves sold on this idea of Mac Jones being the guy, but mm. also a lot of them really wanting Justin Fields. And then I, I feel like with the Lance pick that there's just not enough people that are even willing to accept that maybe the 49ers gave up too much to go up, you know, two future first round picks to move to number three for a guy that, man, if, if Lance, you know, if they didn't move up to take Lance, would he have been available at where they were anyway at number 12? I kind of think he might've been. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely, you know, it, it's a definite maybe is, uh, is, is what is what it is, but Hey, they saw, they saw their dude, they went for it. And, and now Shanahan and team have got to own it. Right. So it's going to, Really, something like that is as binary a, a consequence or a binary outcome as, as, there, as there, there gets in sports. There's not going to be really a middle ground, right? They're, they're, built, they're built to win. So if that team's not with back to another NFC championship game and, a, and, and then maybe a Super Bowl appearance, I'm not saying they're winning anything because I would never do that. But if they're not back in that situation within the next three years, um, it's going to be seen as a big failure because the rest of the rest of it is mortgaging, mortgaging out the future. Uh, so we'll see, but, but that's to me, man, the same exact reason I like the Jamal Adams trade, the same, you know, this, that I'm, I'm all for it. You, you only have such, such a window where you have the talent and you have your cap in an okay position that you got to take your wax. You've got to go for it, you know, making the playoffs every year or just, that's it's not what this is about. This is about winning. So. That, and one of the reasons I'm so excited about our, our Seahawks offseason, I think it's been a very, very good offseason for our Hawks. The Seahawks are officially on the clock, Clinton. Very nice. Uh, very no, nice. No word it. yet on the potential trade, but they they are on the clock. So, yep. And I do, I do see that uh, Deo uh, went to Deo your Vanderbilt. Went from the pass rusher for Vanderbilt went to the Colts. Yeah. And now the so Steelers that's, that's are another. in with a pick. So the Rams are not jumping over us. My oh nightmare oh. now see my other nightmare scenario is that the Seahawks trade back and then with the very next pick the Rams take Creed Humphrey. The Rams so. take Creed Humphrey and then <laughs> and then we just we we cry into our respected beers but but we shall see but this is it's getting now now it's really the butterflies are they they're coming here I'm I'm excited this is this is going to be fun. All right so uh, you know hey whoever Pittsburgh takes there's there's a couple of ballers out there that I'm very interested in but but I really want Creed Humphrey man I really do. That's that's my my heart and my soul is uh, is I'm emotionally involved for that guy. Steelers are uh, oh Franco Harris, look at him, former Seahawk Franco Harris making the Steelers yeah. selection. Seahawks <laughs> legend Franco Harris, and uh, I went to the 2005 Super Bowl. I didn't go into the game, but I went to Detroit. Uh, I don't want to say anything else about the the, the game. The, the experience was great, and I I actually uh, shook Franco Harris's hand after the Super Bowl in in one of the casinos. So oh. I, I met that gentleman, and you said, man. Legend Seahawks legend Franco Harris. Is that how you address <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I was all I was all you know garbed out in my Seahawks stuff, of course, and um, and I had never been apologized to by by humans more in my life. Steeler fans were literally coming up to me everywhere, the casinos, everywhere else, like like man, 
They're like, we're so sorry about that. Not, not sorry. We lost. Yeah. They're like, sorry. The game went that way. Like, right. sorry. They, they knew they you knew didn't what, want the officials of, deciding the game and, and Steelers fans recognize that. So. All right. Yeah. They, t- they took the other tight end, the, the second off the board from Penn state there, the guy that they actually, interestingly enough, are saying is like the, like a next Heath Miller type, mm. um, which is, yeah, that, that's a damn good tight end. If you, if you get a guy like that. But that's cool. All right. All right, Steelers, you do your thing. Now we got to face that guy with that that 17th game, not the 17th week, but that extra game at Heinz Field. So we'll be seeing this, uh, this will, tall drink of water. We will be seeing the tight end there in uh, Pittsburgh. There's another place. Correct. Is, now, is that on your radar for a game to go to? Yeah, that's drivable, too. Yeah. It's not, not that I have to drive that, but I could I could be in Pittsburgh in, I don't know, maybe six to, I don't know. It's it's within, it's a shot, it's a, you know, that's a little cruise drive, nothing, nothing too bad whatsoever. So yeah, absolutely. Heinz Field be a will be a lot of fun to get to. It's gonna it's gonna depend on how it breaks. I you know I love football and I love baseball. And something I don't do at baseball is I don't go watch baseball games in like April and like early May. It's too damn cold. I live in the Northeast. It's not it's not warm yet. So you know I, I want to if I'm gonna go to a Seahawks game and I certainly want to. I want to go in September and October. I you know I don't want to be there freezing. I don't know. It's just. Not not quite as fun. Every year. Every year, Clinton, the Seahawks, they're on the clock, and the NFL goes to commercial. With, without every fail, right before the Seahawks year. pick. It's every single time. This is like it's 1994, right? It's like, oh, the Seahawks are, are, are horrible, so let's just you know take, take a, a profit timeout here. But really, every single time, it, it, you, you're 100% right. I mean, come on, man. We're, we're, we're a a damn good team for the last decade, even more than that, going back to the Holmgren era. Give us a little, a little bit of respect. And by the way, NFL, this is our first pick of the draft. Like some of the teams have picked like 17 times already. Cut to commercial a different time. I'm with you. Man, if the Seahawks trade out of this pick, I'm going to have to throw out my conspiracy theory with regard to what happened with the 49ers. So if the Seahawks do trade back out of this pick, you have that to look forward to. That's going to be exclusive, I think, for the people in the locker room, Clinton. I, I don't think uh, th- this will be conspiracy I, theory time for me. I like yeah, hold it, hold it in, and we'll see what happens. But the the clock is a ticking. I mean, I'm a, I'm on a probably small delay because I'm streaming down here, but this thing says we're out of time. That that would be the worst thing that could happen is that the Seahawks get leapfrogged <laughs> by the Rams <laughs> because they don't turn their pick in on time. <laughs> oh, pick is in. <laughs> It says pick is in. Ron says, what was the conspiracy? I'm telling you, Ron, you're only going to get it if the Seahawks straight out of this pick. Maybe I'll bring it up with Adam on the Seahawks it says podcast. Pick, it says pick is in. Doesn't say trade. Yeah, Greg oh, Bell on Twitter says the pick is in. They are not trading. Oh, my goodness. I can and feel then they it in my cock. Commercial. They, they went back to commercial on NFL Network. Another commercial. These... <laughs> <laughs> And now we got to watch a Bucks commercial. That's great. So, Ron, you're just going to have to wait to hear my conspiracy theory now. Lo- yeah, the pick, come on, come on. This is this is beautiful. This is if anybody wants to jump in live for this moment. By the way, you know, get get on in here with us. This is a this is a moment to celebrate. Oh, here it is. We're we're getting the pick tipped to us by Twitter. Does everybody want to hear yes, it? Yes, please. Uh, I don't have it yet. Is it good? With the 56th pick, according to Dove Kleinman, has a blue check mark. Says the Seahawks are taking wide receiver Dwayne Eskridge. All right. (laughs) That, there we go. Not the wide receiver that Dustin wanted, but a wide receiver that, this is a guy that I talked to Tony Paulino on just the other day. Yeah. Now he goes by D, right? D Eskridge, right. 
I hope this is good because I could I could not imagine them taking a wide receiver. It just seems like our least need and and unless he's like spectacular, why bother? Well, least need in terms of needing a wide receiver as a third option. I mean, Clinton and I have talked about it all offseason that really the third option at wide receiver is probably your fifth option that you're throwing the football to. Right. But in terms of special teams need, I think that's where this ends up filling a, a really good need for for a kick returner, for a punt returner, but also who can be that third wide, wide receiver type guy too. That that quick guy that you can put into the Shane Waldron offense. That's where this pick makes sense. Oh, Brandon, I just hit the honeypot over here on YouTube. There's a nine minute, 22 second highlight reel of, of you know, D. Dwayne Eskridge doing his thing. I'll plop this out onto the uh, the ring of honor if someone hasn't already, but Oh boy, I'm ex- this is good. This is so Amy to answer to answer the, the your question there. This is the dude. This is the this is the kind of that quick twitchy guy I've been after. So, you know, I, my 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 itch has been scratched here. That's for sure. So you're you're okay. I, I and and I'm fine. I was I was actually not expecting them to trade out. But um but I I kind of have to say I'm surprised going for the wide receiver. But I but I understand your point, Brendan. And and yes, needing offensive line corner, those seem like the bigger need. But if you can find a guy who can special teams need is a, a critical need, too. And I think this is a spot that we talked about last offseason as something that they needed to do and they didn't address, um, you know, not until six round going wide receiver, a guy that didn't have a ton of on special teams that I, I mean, obviously, he didn't take over. And I think with DJ Reed being that starter now at the cornerback spot that I think they can wait and get the corner yeah. that they need in the fourth round. And they don't necessarily need to go offensive line, but yeah, I am I bummed that they could have taken Humphrey in this spot. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I, I hear that, but uh, you know what? Go watch these highlights. <laughs> Just go, go watch these highlights. Cause we, we, we got a baller here. We got, we got a real, this guy's a speed, speed guy. What also a, a point I want to make about this pick this to me, this might be the most poignant thing I say in, in weeks. So just so hone in on this, but this to me signifies Waldron's importance. You know, like the like the listening to Russ, the Waldron comes in, and what kind of offense are we looking to run based in, in this new Waldron era? Go watch some of this dude going horizontal, watch some of this dude's tape. And I think it's indicative of what they intend to do now that Waldron's in charge. That's exciting. So that that to me is a little bit of my Mama Cleo crystal ball getting out there and saying, there's more than meets the eye with just the pick. It's really, really a little bit of a hat tip to say, all right, Shane, this is your show. It could be a hat tip to Shane. It could be a hat tip to Russell Wilson, getting him another weapon on offense. I'll be curious to hear from Pete and John following the day to see what they have to say about the pick. And we're going to be talking about it with EJ Snyder on field goals. Going to be talking to him throughout the weekend as the Seahawks are making their picks. So be sure and stay tuned. SBNation.com slash NFL podcasts or fieldgoals.com. Click on the podcast button. Get all your other draft information up at fieldgoals.com. And I think with that, Clinton, there's only one thing left to say. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.